Hello and welcome to Ready, Set, Retire, an audio guide packed with information to help you achieve a successful retirement. I'm your co-host, John McComb, with more than half a century of award-winning broadcasting experience. It's my pleasure to join Lori Pinkowski every two weeks for Ready, Set, Retire. Lori is an award-winning and highly respected portfolio manager and senior vice president at Canaccord Genuity, who has been successfully managing retirement portfolios for over two decades. We're here to talk about everything from financial and estate planning to travel, hobbies and health matters and so much more. Whether you're thinking about your retirement or already living your retirement dreams, Ready, Set, Retire is for you. And Lori, September is World Alzheimer's Month, and we want to recognize the impact of Alzheimer's on the lives of people affected by the condition and the stigma that surrounds it. Nearly 50 million people worldwide live with dementia, and it affects those who live with the condition, their friends, family, and caretakers as well. An important step with any diagnosis is to address the planning needs of people diagnosed with Alzheimer's or other forms of dementia. Talk about that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is such an important topic in in what I do in terms of retirement planning. Unfortunately, I come across dementia quite often with the age group that I'm dealing with. And sometimes it's adult children asking questions about their aging parents, right? Because they're noticing symptoms. Or I'm dealing with aging retirees and I start to notice the symptoms as well. And You know, every stage of dementia can be difficult and has its challenges. But again, you know, you want to focus on early warning signs and and how to plan best for that path. What I'm generally looking out for is kind of out of ordinary behavior. Maybe they're pulling out a lot of extra money out of their accounts. They're asking to go into kind of risky investments, just kind of a change, right? And, And that can sometimes be ever so slight, John. And I start to notice it because I've been dealing with people sometimes for 5, 10, 15 plus years. So generally noticing a change in personality. It's not always about memory loss. And uh, of course, as everybody ages, you're going to experience some some forms of memory loss and it's not always dementia. So, you know, we don't want everyone to think that they've got dementia if they forget where their keys are. But again, it's something that we really need to address and have open communication with family members. Uh, As a financial advisor, it's really important for me to understand those warning signs and help families through that sort of situation and make sure that they're organized for what's coming next. Well, today on Ready, Set, Retire, we'll be talking about dementia and specifically Alzheimer's in support of World Alzheimer's Month to bring awareness and understanding to dementia so that you and your loved ones can get the help and support you need. And Lori, this will be part one of a two-part series. So start us off uh, with basically what is dementia and why should Canadians be concerned about it? Well, dementia is an umbrella term and it has a few diseases associated with it. These include Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and Huntington's. Over 500,000 Canadians live with some form of dementia today, and that number is expected to grow to almost 1 million by 2030. And 65% of those diagnosed with dementia over the age of 65 are actually women. And one in five Canadians have experience in caring for someone living with dementia. And, you know, so many caregivers wish that more people understood the realities of caring for someone with dementia. 
And that's what we're hoping to, when we're speaking on our next episode to the Alzheimer's Society of BC to, again, find out, you know, what are the options for family members and for, for yourself if you are diagnosed and how can you ensure that the care that you're going to be receiving going forward is the best that you can get. People generally start showing early signs of dementia around the average age is about 70 years old. However, of course, we all know it can be sooner and some can be later. The average life expectancy after diagnosis, eight to 10 years or more. I've often said that my uncle had Alzheimer's and he lived for, I think it was about 17 years after diagnosis and was diagnosed quite young. So you can have a fulfilling life early on. And it's important that if you do receive a diagnosis of Alzheimer's or one of the other forms of dementia, is to really look at how to live life with purpose still going forward and what that means to your family and how they can best help you. And again, I think it's really also important to include your financial advisor or other professionals and that you don't keep it a secret within the family because those other professionals can help you through something like this. And again, it's unfortunate, but I've experienced this situation many, many times with families. Well, I would imagine with your clientele and the people who you provide services to that there must be some early warning signs or some signals that you or a loved one might have dementia, especially uh, Alzheimer's disease. So tell us some of the signs that you've noticed uh, in your practice over the years. Well, definitely change in mood or difficulty controlling emotions sometimes. Memory loss is another one uh, that we often talk about. It's not that people forget everything and everything. It's what I've noticed is that they really are able to tell a detailed story of their childhood, but they may forget a conversation that we had with them yesterday about their portfolio, for example. And so it's very important for us to recognize that. You know, we've got clients that are forgetting conversations that we had then we need to ensure that, uh, you know, their spouse or that other family members are made aware of that situation. Struggling to manage finances. So this can be people that often kept track of their portfolios, money going in, money going out, or, you know, even in terms of their bank accounts, and all of a sudden are a bit confused over that. When we're talking about withdrawing money, they don't remember when or why, and we're doing our part in putting together the information for them. But generally speaking, that could be a change that we first notice. And as a financial advisor or a portfolio manager sitting in on a lot of meetings with clients, I've definitely been sometimes the first one to notice some of those early warning signs. And some of the other issues that might come up, the simple act, simple to, to most of us, the simple act of signing a form can be a struggle. Forms are normal in terms of business and, and banking and your finances. And so sometimes if someone isn't understanding after an explanation, you know, why they're signing a form or remembering that they signed a form in the first place is another one. Sometimes I visit people in their homes or used to pre-COVID, let's say. So seeing that they have become disorganized when they're a once really organized person or their mail is piling up or they thought that their mail was being stolen is another one. Mistrust of people. And that could be the plumber, that could be anybody. And I saw that with my own grandfather. He definitely had a form of dementia at that time. I mean, he passed away at 94. But years leading up to that, you could see that. And so mistrust, if that starts brewing, and that person has usually gone along in life, uh, trusting most in, in his path or her path, and you see that as a change. I think also uh, withdrawing from conversation is another one. You would see this in a group setting, I would think. You know, everyone's chatting about and all of a sudden, the one may not be participating in that conversation because they can't possibly keep up, forgetting what was just said, or they're repeating themselves is another one. And again, I mean, with age, repetition is somewhat normal. I experienced that with a lot of clients. 
but when the repetition is continuous within one conversation, I've noticed that as well. I just want to go back for a second because that issue of the lack of trust, somebody's out to get my money or what's happened to my money. People who have dementia and Alzheimer's, it's really, I think, quite prevalent where that kind of suspicion starts to come into their minds about their finances. Definitely. Clients are in assisted living facilities and they start blaming the cleaning lady for taking their tax forms. And sometimes uh, there's a reason maybe to have suspicion, but mostly what I've seen is is there wasn't, and this was either early onset or, or somewhere along the path of Alzheimer's or other forms of dementia. A disease like dementia takes a significant toll, not only on the person who's affected, but also on families and caretakers as well. But the planning process seems like a really important step in helping both the person with dementia and the family, the caretaker, to kind of ease that situation a bit. How do you go about helping people plan to support their loved ones uh, who have dementia? After receiving a diagnosis of Alzheimer's uh, disease or another dementia, the need for financial planning often can get pushed aside because of the stress and the fear of the topic and what's upcoming. And then also, I still feel that a lot of people tend to keep it within the family for a certain period of time. And I think it's important to address it early and ensure that your documents and everything are up to date. And, you know, as an advisor, again, when I hear about a diagnosis, you know, it's important to recognize the condition. Early stages of dementia are the most important to recognize, and it's critical for future planning. So even if your loved one is in a mild stage of the disease, remember, it's progressive. It's going to get worse. So you have to make sure that you're organized today so that when that day does come, that uh, someone is unable to make decisions themselves, that you have all your I's dotted and T's crossed. Gathering and organizing information, so better understanding the available resources out there for people. It's recommended that families prepare kind of an all-inclusive list of assets and liabilities, including key contacts, any digital assets, I guess, uh, mostly in that age group, there's not a lot, but You think a lot of passwords, right, for online banking or passwords for all sorts of things. You usually don't give that, not even to your adult children or, you know, uh, your spouse may not even know every password. So, again, having a list of that uh, ready to go, I think, is important. And taking some time to really ensure that all your important documents, including any saved electronically, can easily be found uh, when anybody needs to see them. And so that includes details of your bank accounts. CRA information, right? So for tax, uh, benefits and pensions is another one. Often people forget to list uh, on on anything. So if someone's kind of stepping in for you, it may be difficult to find that information as well as any mortgage or rental documents, insurance policies, and of course your will. You hit on a good point here because uh, you mentioned that people don't give out their passwords because they're told not to, but it can create a tremendous amount of work and problems if someone slips into dementia or has Alzheimer's and is suddenly or over a period of time is not able to remember those passwords or even know what they are, it is important to have a trusted third party make sure that all of that information is in one place so it doesn't turn into a long drawn out affair just trying to get into a bank account or get uh, pension information. Exactly. And and you might want to even think about it. I mean, if you write it all down and you put it in a safety deposit box, I mean, we don't recommend you put all your passwords on one piece of paper and leave it under your mattress. 
just in case. So that's important, again, to have those conversations, have that open communication and, and have things ready if needed. And again, simplifying your finances. So a lot of people have various bank accounts. You may have bought a GIC at one credit union, then opened up a bank account there and another TFSA at another place. And then you have a financial advisor, one of the investment firms, you know, for your family's sake and for the person who's diagnosed with Alzheimer's or or one of the other dementias, it's important to consolidate accounts, you know, maybe have one bank, one uh, investment institution or one financial advisor. So you want to consolidate things. So it's just easier to track over time. And I've learned that that uh, makes things a bit easier for the families as well. What about important legal documents, estate planning tools, all of those kinds of things that we talk about on this program? But what is the importance of being able to get your hands on those documents? When you take a look at the longer picture of estate planning, and beneficiaries. Just remember that if you are diagnosed with Alzheimer's, you can still make decisions for a certain period of time until you're unable to. And at that time, though, power of attorney is is needed. Beneficiaries and so on can't be changed realistically after that. So it it is better to make your decisions of who's getting what. Uh, Make sure that's all finalized, especially if you're in the early stages of, of Alzheimer's. Again, if you don't have somebody that's going to be able to step in and pay your monthly bills or figure out your assisted care and say you don't have any adult children who are capable of making those decisions or you don't have any children at all, and maybe you don't have a spouse either. And you and I have talked about this, John, is the idea of of hiring a trust company to step in. Again, we use an independent trust company is where we refer clients to in that situation, Solus Trust. They will step in, and we did that interview with Jessica Lowe as well, and how detailed they can get actually in your situation. I mean, they can pay caregivers, pay someone to mow your lawn if needed. They can pay your phone bills. Trust companies cost money, and so if you don't have family members to do it, then you go to a trust company. Preferably, if you have a family member that can step in, it's it's still better in my opinion. But again, it depends on how complex your situation is at right now and how complex it could get in the future. That's a good point as well, because if you leave it too long, then there are, I think, some pretty serious issues that can come up. And so it is important to get a lot of this planning done while a person is still able to do a will or write a power of attorney or have one written just to make sure that everything is set and ready to go, because there will be at some point, as you say, the person will be unable to be actively involved in their finances and their planning for their future. Of course. And this is where, as a family, when when they're discussing what their options are, that you bring in a financial advisor into those discussions, because often when that person becomes unable to make decisions, I may notice, but I'm going to need the power of attorney uh, to invoke that. And so that, uh, you know, they have now the legal authority to make decisions, sign documents, and generally act on that client's behalf. And so the power of attorney, I can't tell you how important it is. I often say wills are important, but power of attorney, not just in the case of Alzheimer's uh, or other forms of dementia, but just in life having a power of attorney, because you never know when life changes all of a sudden and you need somebody else to act on your behalf and in your best interest. Again, if you don't have a close family member or you don't have a friend who you can trust or there, there just isn't anyone in your life who you would ask to take on that role, 
Can a trust company do that as well in terms of power of attorney? Yes, exactly. They can do power of attorney and they can act as executor. And so there's a lot of things that they can step in and do. And again, I've spoken to Jessica on a personal level. I've spoken to Solus Trust on um, a professional level for clients. And so really the range varies largely. They can go from paying your bills, but not everybody needs that to just making sure that uh, your power of attorney is carried out and acting as a power of attorney and so on. So and if you find yourself in that situation, or you're, a lot of people don't want to put the burden on their children. I've also noticed, John. And so, yes, there's an additional cost for a trust company. But for some people, it's just, you know, peace of mind that their children don't have to deal with this. Every family is different. Everyone has a unique situation. And that's, you know, my job. It's our job to figure out exactly what they need in the situation and help accordingly. In the will, in the power of attorney, reference made or some allowance made for the person to be looked after long-term if they have to go into long-term care or go into a specialized facility that deals with uh, Alzheimer's uh, and dementia, does all of that need to be laid out uh, on paper? It's interesting. Uh, you can also include a letter of wishes or include on paper how you'd like to see some things carried out. So it doesn't just have to be the legal document, although that's what the courts will look at. But I think it's also important that uh, how you want your care to look like. Do you want to live in your home as long as possible? Do you want a caregiver to come to your home? Would you prefer 24-hour care if it got to that? Or would you prefer to be in a facility that maybe would be safer for you? Remember, in your home, things like stairs, even being able to walk out the front door can be dangerous for those with late-stage Alzheimer's. So you want to talk to your family, but also figure out what the resources are out there, what's available as care is needed and what that looks like so that the person in the early stages of Alzheimer's can make those decisions together with you so that you're not making them for that person later on. Yeah. You've dealt with this, as you say, over many years and many of your clients. So what uh, special advice would you have for people who are trying to find a peace with this diagnosis? It's a very difficult diagnosis to receive. And just remember that uh, when diagnosed, you can still live a full, uh, regular, happy life in the meantime. And so look at what your life goals are and, and what you want to do. And, you know, whether that would have been, again, COVID has made things a little different. Travel and, you know, spend time with family and take every day as you get it. Again, there's lots of things that you want to do to keep active and healthy, right? Keep your brain healthy as long as possible. You know, I've seen clients even take supplements and all sorts of things. But again, you just want to make sure you're out there doing as much fitness as you can. I know that some of the senior centers have online programs, even for people who have Alzheimer's, to just keep them active in mind and spirit and body. I think that's all very, very important for those with that diagnosis and for families to be empathetic to that diagnosis. And, you know, what I think is, is a worry always is that for the, the person that's diagnosed is that they're going to lose control of their lives and their finances and someone's going to have to step in. And obviously uh, that is valid. But I do believe that it's, it can be a slower process. And as long as you have that talk with your family and communicate what your wishes are, then you're going to feel that much better about the diagnosis and your life going forward. Well, I've joined a hiking group of all things, and we're hiking on the trails here in North Vancouver. And I have lived on the North Shore for, well, a couple of decades. 
And I'm finding brand new places that have uh, I've never never thought about. Didn't know they were there. Uh, great trails and waterfalls and old growth timber, and it's just so refreshing and wonderful to get out into nature, especially the the natural beauty that we have around us. And you know, if you live on the North Shore, heck, it's ten minutes up the road basically, and you can be on a beautiful, wonderful hike, just discovering all sorts of new places. So, there's a lot out there to do. If you're not a hiker, then, as you mentioned, Laurie, the senior centers, the West Van Senior Center, we've uh, spoken with them. There are a lot of different ways to stay active in in body and mind, and that's very, very necessary. Exactly. I mean, as you mentioned, with hiking or even walking, I mean, we're blessed to live in British Columbia and paradise here, so. The more we get out, the better it is for all of us. If you uh, have a parent or grandparents that has been uh, impacted by this disease, or if you uh, yourself are experiencing it, then you know how debilitating it can be. In those challenging and uncertain moments, it's helpful to have strength and support from a community of people, including your financial team, who understand what you are going through. Our role extends far beyond financial planning and portfolio management. I see this in our duty not to just know our clients, but also assist them through these types of challenges as they emerge. And as people age, things change, things happen. And you know, it's important to have a team or a person, people that you can lean on and discuss the future with. And I would say we're much more than just wealth managers. Uh, we help clients through the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, we're always here no matter what the circumstance is. And And it is helpful that I've been doing this for 20 years and seeing so many different situations yet there are many situations that are similar. And so there's kind of advice that's in there that has nothing to do with money and that has to do with life. And so I'm fortunate to have dealing with so many great people over the years so that I am able to talk about a subject like Alzheimer's disease. And again, I'm no doctor. We always recommend talk to your doctor with your family, but it's also important to uh, to talk to your advisor or somebody that you trust as well. And I think, you know, if I may say, your clients are very lucky, I think, in a lot of ways to have you because, you know, there are financial advisors and financial planners who wouldn't go that extra mile. They wouldn't be as as hands-on and as understanding and as caring as you are. So uh, my hat's off to you for... Thank you. It's not your job. It's your calling. It's your life. It's my passion, John. It's my passion. Uh, You just do a, a magnificent job of it. Thank you. Well, I... You know, I truly care about the well-being of seniors and, and as they age. And that's why when we're doing a Ready, Set, Retire, it's it's not just about portfolio management and money. It's it's about life in general as you age and some of the challenges you, you face, some of the exciting times as well, right? There, there's a lot, of, a lot of positives as well as you age. And so it's important for us, John, uh, we're doing our show here that we address all sides of retirement. And you're right, not every financial advisor out there will, will go to this length or even understand it. So it's important that I spread the knowledge that I have from dealing with uh, so many people and in good situations or bad, you know, we're here for them. And so again, I thank you for doing the show with me so that we can, uh, you know, get our voice out there uh, to the community. Now, we wrap up every episode with a quote. Do you have something specific to what we've been talking about? Yeah, Alzheimer's makes us realize that we are not alone, that kindness and compassion are everywhere and all around us. It's great to keep in mind because this can be a very isolating disease that people have. So that's a wonderful uh, thing to keep in mind. And just a reminder, we're going to bring you part two of our series on Alzheimer's and uh, how it affects people who are retired or retiring and what they need to keep in mind. We'll be talking with the Alzheimer's Society of British Columbia. 
If you'd like to learn more, you can go to www.alzheimers.ca slash BC or try alzheimers.org.uk. And we encourage anyone interested to check out the webinars on the alzheimers.ca website, as well as supporting those for the Climb for Alzheimer's on Sunday, September 19th. Uh, there will be a bunch of people doing the grouse grind to raise funds for this great cause. So a couple of things to keep in mind. Anything before we go? And I was just going to, to say again, the best way to move forward is to learn. And I think that uh, there's a lot of resources available out there, as well as to support our community with things like the Climb for Alzheimer's. And I look forward to speaking to the Alzheimer's Society of BC in a couple of weeks from now, providing even more insight on the subject. And again, for our listeners, John. So thank you again for being with me today. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Absolutely my pleasure. And we will catch up in a couple of weeks. That's all for this week's edition of Ready, Set, Retire. If you're interested in learning more or have any questions, please don't hesitate to call Lori and her team at Pinkowski Wealth Management. 604-695-LORI, 604-695-5674. For Lori Pinkowski, I'm John McComb. Thanks for listening, and join us again in two weeks for another edition of Ready, Set, Retire.